This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. N-Y-Y-S-T. This is New York. Yankee Sports Talk. Yep. Swinging for the fences. Knock it out the park. This is New York. Yankee Sports Talk, Christian and Chris, of course SGR, this is New York, Yankee Sports Talk, call me New York, Yankee Sports Talk, record rain and shine, grab your shades and umbrellas, N-Y-Y-S-T, you're hanging with the fellas. Welcome back, this is episode 281 of the N-Y-Y-S-T podcast, we are live on N-Y-Y News TV, I am your host Christian, and as always joined by my co-host Chris, You. and it's S-G-R. But, uh, it's a lot of N-Y-Ys for you, I, I feel know, like, I feel like you're overwhelmed by the N-Y-Ys. It's a lot of N-Y-Ys there, uh-huh. speaking of the N-Y-Ys, the N-Y-Ys won today, one nothing. Uh, they took the series against the Texas Rangers. Uh, not a pretty series. Uh, we'll get into it in a, in a hot minute. How's the fellas doing? Were we all together last week? I don't remember. Yeah, I, I think we were. No, I don't think I was. Uh, I here last week? I don't think I was here last no, week. No, no, no we weren't. Was no, okay, okay. We you sent are, you on uh, assignment last week. I was on assignment. I was on assignment. Uh, but I'm back this week, feeling good. You know, as long as Refreshed. the Yankees are winning. SGR is feeling good. Now, not even refreshed. All depends on how the Yankees are doing. And right now, they're doing good. So, SGR is doing good. I, f- I feel like today it was one of those days where they won, but they lost at the same time. It's just like you don't feel good about a one nothing victory against the Texas Rangers. I don't know. The Yankees did take two out of three over the weekend. They got rained out Friday. They got rained out Saturday. They split a doubleheader on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, uh, especially uh, the one that mothered my child. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. happy Mother's Day to everyone. Okay. Happy to, Ryan's, okay. to, to Ryan's mom, for sure. Happy Mother's Day to Ryan's mom. Okay, and also to Christian's mom, definitely his mother. Uh, happy Mother's Day. Okay. My do mom might be watching Chris's, right now, by the way. Do, do we have to wish Chris's mom a happy Mother's Day or just Ryan's mom? I actually, I wanted you to incriminate yourself a little more because I think she is watching right now. Bro, big bro? I think I so. Know. I'm not positive. It's not your mother. Uh-huh. My mother's watching. Uh, you can't, bro, bro, you can't, you, she watching. can't be my mom this whole time and then you say, hello, mom. It doesn't work that way. You say, hi, bro. Yeah. Or Mrs. Stacy. You got to keep the illusion. Like Kane and the Undertaker are actually brothers. You, know? you got to right. keep the illusion. Right, right, yeah. You want me to get to the bookkeeping, or you want to? Do you have a fucking cat in the background? <laughs> is there a cat? Oh yeah, I do. is there a I cat? <laughs> That's a actually cat. it's the one cat I actually like. I think. Um, 
Do you want me to go through bookkeeping? You want to talk about the one nothing win real quick? No, go ahead. Do the bookkeeping. All right. First and foremost, I'd say uh, head over to, I know we have it pinned to the top of our Twitter page at M-O-Y-S-T underscore podcast. Um, The event coming up on June 25th, it'll be here before we know it already. We have a bunch of people coming. I don't know how many tickets are still left at this point. But we got a bus. It, okay. we, we have a bus. Okay. We have a bus. Okay. Uh, it's going to be, it's something I'm, I'm really looking forward to. I think it's going to be an amazing time. Uh, I can confirm that uh, she's not watching. She's reading with a lib. I'm sorry, Leah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Not a lib. <laughs> it's not a lib. Um, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a great time. 90 minutes before the game, we get the party deck reserved for us. You get a nice little wristband, free beers, free beers, free food, and uh, some chicken tenders. That's where you make your money back. You make all your money back there. Mm-hmm. And then we get to watch the game together in this in the same section. So you got, you got beers, hot dogs. And, and uh, Jose Altuve. Ham- hamburger. Okay, hamburgers. Okay, right, hot dogs. Uh, is there going to be a condiment bar? You know, like there's going to be pickles, onions. You there's, know, they're be- I think there. I think there should be. I don't know how Brian yeah. Cashman feels about condiments on uh, his. Yeah. Uh, no, we will have uh, the whole section lined up for you uh, waiting. <laughs> we we'll catch up. You'll have uh, relish, mustard, yellow, golden, whatever you need. Uh, we'll take spicy brown. Will it be Heinz uh, or will yeah. it be like the ShopRite brand? Uh, that, no, is, uh, that is classified information. We have our own special brand that we use. Uh, but, you know, further on those details, you'll have to wait. And see the day of. Did you not know that they um, they use Mike's amazing? Uh-huh. That's their brand. <laughs> it's okay, a brand. Yes, it's a brand do. to be named yes, later. Brand yes, to be named Mike later. It's a brand amazing. to be named All right. later. All right. Um, <laughs> also, head over to patreoncom slash myst if you want to help right. support the show. Become a patron. Okay. And yeah, uh, of course, <laughs> if you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, uh, take a second, subscribe to the yeah. show, leave us a five star rating yeah. review. And uh, last but not least, subscribe to the MYY News TV YouTube channel because every show, every show is just top notch. If you want real talk and just fucking getting it for what it is, the I'd say, oh, you're gonna get it. Oh, you're gonna get it. You'll get it. Hard. You're You're gonna gonna get get hard. hard. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard. So uh, uh, hit that like button on this video. Subscribe. We are live right now. I know people. I know people have complexes. They don't know if it's a premiere or if it's live. This is live. I can. I'm reading your chats. Yeah. And uh, uh, we thank chat, you. We, chat good okay. chat. And uh, good chat. Good chat. Thank you for <laughs> yes, for being yeah. with us. So yeah, thanks for being a friend. Okay. Thank uh-huh. you for being. Okay. A so okay. Tuesday okay. night. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So Tuesday night. Yankees just won their 11th game, and Michael K was like, all they do is win, win, win. And then I wanted to literally commit murder, 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 because after the Yankees won their 13th game in a row last year, he decided that was a fun thing to say, and then the Yankees then went on a 3-12 and stretch. So what happened after Michael K proclaimed that after the 11th straight win? The Yankees lost the next night. They lost a very frustrating game. I believe it was 2-1 to one, uh, against Kikuchi. That was the best game Kikuchi pitched at, so far this season. Uh, the Yankees are going to see him again uh, maybe tomorrow, I believe. i got to look at the pitching matchups. They're going to see that Kikuchi tomorrow? 
he is pitching in this two-game series against Toronto. Uh, the Yankees did – they didn't completely avoid the Michael K curse, but uh, they did manage to sidestep it a little bit because after they lost on uh, Wednesday night, we had rain, just fucking miserable weather here in the Northeast. Uh on Friday and Saturday, I was supposed to go to the game. Saturday, I was fucking pissed that it rained. Uh, uh, yeah, I haven't been to. I I was thinking. I was just thinking about this. Is that uh, <clears throat> I've been to one Yankee game since my thirty sixth birthday, which is wild considering wow. that I used to go like every other day. Wow, I'm going Wednesday. Actually, it'll be the first time in two years I'll be. Oh, in nice. Uh huh. Uh huh. Cool, uh-huh. Cool. Going Wednesday. It's a day game. You know that, right? It's a twelve thirty start. Correct. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm making it yeah, work yeah. because knowing you, bro, you'd be rolling up there at five thirty, expecting the game to be played. And you forget I have a wife. Be... You forget I have a wife. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, she's actually uh-huh. the ones who got the one who got the tickets. Uh huh. Uh huh. I just got the tickets. Uh-huh. Right. Well, this my wife got oh. the tickets for this game on Saturday. Okay, so S and D, bro. Uh huh. You want right. to start? Okay. Uh-huh. SGR, SGR, anyway. <laughs> So they played a doubleheader on Mother's Day. The Yankees won two to one, and the opener, uh, Gleyber Torres hit a little league home run, according to Chris Woodward. Uh, and then they lost four to two in in the nightcap, and then they won two to they won actually one nothing today. So I guess we could start here. Uh, let's just take two minutes and say what a fucking bitch Chris Woodward is. Okay, let's just go there. Yeah, you know what? Okay. I like it though. I like it, and I'll tell you why. I don't like. Oh, you want to get start? You want to start? Okay. How many? Start, yeah, okay. I'm gonna start real quick. Cause okay, how many? Start, of, okay. How many of these comments have we heard so far this year? Just literally this year alone. Time, literally every time a home runs hit out to right field. So you know what's funny to me? It just made me realize that the Yankees are on top of baseball right now, and it feels good, even if it's temporary. Who knows? Hopefully, it's not. It feels good to be hated again. It feels good to see the resentment of other teams and other managers and, and all these idiots who mean not you're the manager of the Rangers, dude, your kids are embarrassed to tell people what you do for a living. And you have to sit here on national television and talk about our stadium. No one shows up to your fucking stadium because you're a joke. You're nothing, but they used your stadium for the playoffs because it was safe to assume that you weren't going to that be you there. weren't going to be there. How's that? You're a new. You play at a neutral stadium. Uh huh. So I love it because it makes me it makes me able to see that the Yankees are hated again right now, and hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's not yeah. temporary. That's a good point, though, Chris. Because when they're good, or when they're not doing so great, they'll just criticize the team. But when they are doing great, well, let's just go right after. We've had how many Yankee attacks so far? We've had two, two on the yeah, stadium, two not. legit ones on the stadium. You had We're the shit. Attack. You had the shit with Straw, where he says we have the yeah, worst fan the base attack. in baseball. The Straw attack. Straw attack. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the, the paper yeah. Straw attack. Okay. The last straw. They call it. They call it the, the last straw. And uh, and so and so just. These guys are clearly, they have a lot of resentment built up because the Yankees are a team that isn't losing. Can we orchestrate a trade? Can Miles Straw go back to the Astros for June 25th? Can he do that? Can we arrange that to happen? Absolutely. Might might be able to make some calls as Brian Uh Gatchman. You should do that. (laughs) You actually probably, actually, you, I 
we're going to need you to send uh, Miles Straw and that deal back to Houston. Uh, we'll take one of your guys. But, yeah, definitely have Straw back in Houston for the 25th. I think if you could figure out another GM's phone number, that that yeah. impression is good enough to get over on another GM. I'll get a GM's phone I'll get a GM's phone number. If you have any deadline moves that you want to make, just 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 send a comment over, and uh, we'll try to make it happen for you. That's what we do here, MOI Stick. All right. So uh, the funny part about uh, Woodward's uh, bitching and moaning about the Woodward, uh, Wood- Woodward wine. I think somebody called him Winer. Wineward. 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 Uh, the funny thing is that Cole, when Cole Calhoun touched up Garrett Cole in the seventh inning, and that ball traveled less than Garrett uh, right. towards his home run. Right. And you really want to talk about a uh, little league uh, short porch home runs. The one that Eli White hit uh, in the second game, I think it was only a home run in two or 30 stadiums. So, right. I mean, if you're going to. I mean, if you're going to complain That's, about it when you lose, why, you know, be fair, you little bitch, you know, say, make, hey, we won because we hit a little league home run today. Okay. Make a, make a ballpark that caters to your team's needs. Or, or build a team know, that caters dimension. to the ballpark. That's that's the thing, Let's, right? Exactly. That that's what a lot of teams <clears> did with newer ballparks. I think the Mets. I mean, it didn't work out with Jose Reyes, but they kind of built City Field with a Jose Reyes type in mind, with an open field in in the outfield. Build a build a different stadium. Then you just built one in, in Texas. You know that that's that ballpark for the Yankees. The Yankees are primarily a right-handed hitting team, and yet they're taking advantage of right field because their players go the opposite way. Going the opposite way is not. Clearly, with the shifts in baseball, is not an easy thing to do. So they're taking advantage of their dimensions. It's just weak, bro. Just like shut. I'm tired of hearing about it. It's fucking weak. I mean, the stadium's been up for fucking ten years already. Like, get over it. Like, this is the the thing that amazes me is that these people think that the fences get pushed back when their when their team is up, and then they pull right. them forward when the Yankees are up. But exactly. It's just a whiny bitch move. Uh, the, and the fucking the Yankees uh, managed to get a win today. Uh, I, I saw the end of the game. Uh, it, it didn't look like they played great defense out in the outfield there. That uh, They allowed that ball to drop in. The Rizzo hit, and then Judge scored from first. Uh, the Yankees came away with a one nothing victory. Uh, the reason why they were able to hold the Rangers down is because Nestor Cortez went into the eighth inning throwing a fucking no-hitter. I mean, I think I got to take back everything I've ever said about Absolutely this guy because now, now he has done the one thing that you kind of were worried that he couldn't do, and that's go deep into a game. He All went right. into the eighth. He threw over a hundred pitches today, so he's cleared that hurdle. Uh, you what? You need to see how he's going to bounce back from it. But I mean, do we? Are we ready to say that he's the fucking real deal yeah. now? And and beyond that. You always love to see a guy bounce back after he's had a after he's had a shaky start. He clearly didn't have his command his last outing. Um, you were kind of like you're kind of still waiting for Nestor Cortez to come back down to reality. And he went out there today, and not only did he bounce back, he threw the best game of his career. Uh, mm-hmm. Went into like you said into the eighth inning. Who knows? See, here's the thing: How, we got to start trying to differentiate between how long can Nestor Cortez go normally and how quick of a leash do the Yankees have on him and preventing him from doing that? Because who knows what inning Boone would have pulled him if this was a zero zero game with, uh, without the no hitter going, 
We don't know. It, maybe, it, maybe it's six. not fair, though, to to put it all on Cortez that he can't go deep in a game. Maybe, maybe it's that the Yankees just haven't let him. Yeah, okay. That's that's not a bad point. I think today's the clear point. But that I, they're I, yeah, right. So so he can do it. I mean, it's clear. He it's not like it's and it's not like he was in the eighth inning with only seventy pitches. He was over a hundred pitches, right? He got up over a hundred. Yes. So I just think you ha- I think you have to go back, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think you should go back to that Rizzo ball because you're mm-hmm. right off the bat. It looked like it shouldn't have split the outfielders, but it actually ended up carrying, and I don't think that was a catchable ball at all. I didn't like that. I didn't, I didn't like the way they played it. They, I think they played that into a double, and they played it into letting Judge score. That's the way it judge, to me. was. Judge on second. Judge was on first. First with first one year. out too, oh, okay. so he wasn't yeah, even I, going on. I turned on it the, on. I I turned it on right as the ball was hit, and it was Sterling's call. No, it was two outs. Speaking of John Sterling, he's gotten so bad now yes. that even Whoa. even when there's nothing to mess up, he messes up. He, he I read, to, he, honestly, I wanted to. He read off the wrong score. Today. He read off the wrong scoreboard yeah. the other night. Whoa, I did. Yeah, he started to. He started to ask when the Yankees scored or when, <laughs> or or, yeah. or when uh, the Rangers scored, and he was reading the wrong scoreboard. Of all, oh, damn. He, yeah. I listened to the I listened to the majority of the game on the radio today, and mm-hmm. he seemingly would go out of his way to mention that Nestor Cortez was throwing a no-hitter. Like Every other sentence was like, oh, Susan, Nestor Cortez is throwing a no-hitter today. After, the, you know, you strike out a guy, and he's like, well, that's his eighth strikeout. And if you didn't know, Nestor Cortez is throwing a no-hitter today. And it's just like. <laughs> so you okay, didn't watch like, the game at all? Did you hear Kay at all today? I caught the game. Uh Right in the eight, top of the eighth inning, I see everyone. I everyone watching this right now or listening, just take note of something because it's on a different level this year. The second Aaron Boone got someone warming up, even though the no hitter was still intact, every that Michael K took every opportunity to discuss why this wasn't a bad move. Like it, he brought it up ten different times. And just justified anything you can, in any way you possibly could, to defend Boone and the Yankees right, and the Yankees organization. You know Not for nothing, though. And I know he was still throwing a no hitter at the time. He had uh, just walked two guys in a row in the seventh inning, right? Am I thinking of the right? He had walked two guys in the seventh inning. I was, I was saying you got to get him out of the game at that point because it's zero zero. I mean, you got to try to win this game more than you need to get Nestor Cortez a no hitter. It's a so shame that it even had to be thought about because the offense couldn't just break the game open. Right. I understand that. But, I mean, to me, winning the game is more important than a no-hitter. And after he walks the second guy, I was very surprised that Boone didn't go and get him. He let him go and get out of the wow. inning, and then he brought him back for the eighth. So, and I mean, kudos cool. to them, man. You got to give credit where it's due. We rip, we rip Boone and, yeah, and the organization the all the time. Hey, I'm I'll, glad you let him go, man. I'll even give Michael K some credit because he t- he went to bat for the Yankees and was was ripping Woodward apart on on Twitter today. That was pretty funny. Oh uh, yeah, he couldn't he couldn't help himself all yeah, day. Cause, yeah, because Cashman had he had a talking he had a talking with Mr. K. That mm, yeah, that he better yeah, not be critical. 
Michael. It's uh, it's getting a bit harsh. Uh, He's talking like, about he was ripping Woodward <laughs> like he not. Yeah, I know, I know. But K used to right, K used to rip the Yankees in the off season. Yeah, in, in off seasons, he's that. ripped them before big time. Not sure, he's not allowed sure. to anymore. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Well, um, talking K. But since you brought up the K curse, which is what it is, I think that plays into why we aren't as optimistic about these wins. Like after winning 11 straight games and they had off three days in a row with the rain and the off day, you'd say maybe they just have a little rust. They have to shake off, you know, fell out of their rhythm, whatever. They still, even as shitty as the offense looked, managed to win two out of three. But it's the K curse that just makes you sit. It just doesn't sit well with you. That they could only score how many runs over the last three games? Four? Four. No, they, scored, they scored uh six runs in their last four games, I believe. Okay, in the last three games, I said. Um, well, I'm going back to when they fucking lost. Okay. Okay. So this, okay. they scored uh they scored four runs yesterday. They scored one today. They scored one in the final game of Toronto. So they scored six runs in the last four games. Okay. That's terrible. I mean, it's terrible. If you're talking about the K curse, then you have to take it from the beginning of the K curse. Okay. Still terrible. But, but they managed to win. I mean, they managed to win the series. I mean, they won. They went two and two. So, you know, they seem to have stemmed the tide from the K curse. But, I mean, are we looking at a scenario where if the Yankees get into a playoff series this year that you give game two to Nestor Cortez? Right are now? You still, are you still too early to say that? Right now. Wow. If Okay, let's just, let's just say that the season plays out in the same way we've seen the first 28 games as far as the pitching is concerned. There's no way... You justify not handing him the ball at this point. Do you need to see more? Are you ready to say that? Oh no, no, no! I no, I, I think he's you, earned it. Man. Are you fully? Are you fully trusting Nestor Cortez to be a num? I hate saying a number two, but is he your number two now? Are you fully ready to stamp Nestor Cortez as the number two pitcher? I think he's earned it. I I think there's no. We have this like, you know, right. It's so easy to just go back and say. And say, you know, he's not a real, he's not a real starter still because we have this, we have this like uh reservation that mm-hmm. he's just going to can't fo- say that that's, that's, that's offensive. Sorry. In Cleveland and yeah. Cleveland guardians, um, we have a guard. yeah. the guardians, um, you know, we're just waiting for it, but I think it's, I just think it's unfair on our part now. I, I think, yeah. I think it was justified before, but now it's, it's not fair anymore. I think this guy has has earned it. Line of thinking with a guy like Gio Rochella, that he he's putting up good numbers and stuff, but you're just waiting for that other shoe to drop and and it did. It kind of did. It It kind of did. Yeah. Right. And so that's that's one of the things because it's 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 so tough to do what Nestor Cortez is doing right now. This is unheard of what this guy is doing right now. He had a great quote at the end of the, after the game today, and I, I it just makes you respect the guy. He goes, uh, "I've been playing baseball since I've been four years old. I really don't have a backup plan." Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, the thing with the thing with Cortez and why I said I thought it was justified before is there were so many things against him. Right, first of all, he came out of nowhere. Uh-huh. You you didn't know who the hell sure. he was. He was just some scrub, you know, bullpen guy yeah, that left. came in and, and yeah, came back. Right. 
And then, and then they, he was a spot starter where they, he was so look, look, this is what you need to know about Nestor Cortez. He was so bad at one point that the Baltimore Orioles gave him back to the Yankees, right? Like the Orioles, yeah. right? That's took him bad. in the rule yeah. five draft and gave him back. Right. And then even when he was kind of implanted into the row, into the rotation, like we said, he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, going long into games. He would be the four right. or five guy with the piggyback. And you know what? The, you have that. You had that uh, previous look at Cortez where in 2018, he was the bulk guy. Like it worked very well for a while there with Chad Green would open and he would be the, the guy to come right. in, give you, give you three plus innings. And it worked until the league kind of figured him out. And then he got DFA. He wound up in Seattle and then the Yankees took a flyer on him again. It's, you just hope that whatever it is that he's doing now is now sustainable. He doesn't throw hard. Maybe on a good day, he hits 92, 93, but most yeah. of the time the fastball is around 90, 91. He uses movement deception. You know, it's very gimmicky. That's what kind of worries me about him, you know, like, but still like at the same token, like since this guy's been put in the rotation, I believe he's got the best starters the array in, in, in yeah. at least the American League, if not Major League Baseball. So, I saw a stat earlier today. So uh, he, he's just been he's been incredible. So I mean, honestly, if and now I know it's May 9th, right? As we're sitting here recording this, is May 9th. The way the Yankees have gotten out of the gate, it's going to be a huge disappointment if they're not in the American League Division Series. Like, if they have to play a wild card game with the way they've gotten out of the gate now, that's going to be a big disappointment. So, yeah, you can kind of look at it and say, Esther Cortez, barring uh, something catastrophic happening, is the guy you give the ball to in game two. Well, SGR said it, says it all the time. It only takes one big, big run. Right, it only takes one big run to really be good enough to at least have a playoff spot. It only Which takes is what the Yankees did last right. year. They had the thirteen game winning streak and they rode that into the postseason. So, so you'd hope now they they do more than one since it was right at the beginning of the year. But I I think you made a good point about Cortez that he's kind of gimmicky, and I think that's another reason why we kind of hold back on on you know, just saying he's the guy, but I got to say, man, if there's one thing I'm going to say about Nestor Cortez, we know he plays hard. We know that he's out there to win ball games. He plays what? He plays hard. Don't say hard. <laughs> but if there's one thing you got to give him credit for, even if it's gimmicky, he's the mastered mustache. it, dude. He's mastered yes. it. He has mastered it. He's mastered the pickoff. He has a great pickoff yeah. move. He does yeah, the timing. He, he yeah. He masked. He masturbated. He masturbated it. He's mm -hmm. the masturbator. He, yeah. He nasty. He's nasty. He's nasty. Nasty. It's also. It's also. If you want to take it a step further, it's really good for the game of baseball. And he's some. He's a player that needs to be marketed a little bit more right now because you know it's a guy that play that young kids watching the game could kind of look up to. It. Where, oh, where the Yankees. Done. The Yankees haven't handed out fucking Nestor Cortez mustache. They, they got it. They got to do it. Cash in while it's still hot. You know the the the, uh, the kids could look up to someone like this. That's not a flamethrower. That's finding true success in the big leagues. And then it's great for the Yankees too because he's such a deviation from what they're throwing out there. Mm -hmm. He goes out there for six, seven, eight innings, and then you're going to a clay uh, a 
uh, Holmes. Play Holmes, right? yeah, with that fucking 99 mile. And then you're going like that, and it's like, holy shit, you're going from a nasty nester to a Clay Holmes. The, 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 the separation of those pitchers is nasty. Well, I think you made the same point when he was kind of the four or five inning guy piggybacked with right. because it was so effective going with someone right after him that threw hard. And they're hard. And, uh, and, you know, that can play, that can play big time in, in the, in the postseason too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man, I think it's a great question. I, like I said, things would have to continue this way because obviously you don't make that decision until you get closer and you say, who are my hot, who's my, what's my hot hand right now. It might not be Nestor anymore. Who knows? I don't think this guy's going anywhere. I and and I'd be more than confident handing him the ball in game two right now. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> you know, Timmy Lowe wound up on the IL. Uh he's got a string yeah. lat. Okay. He and, better uh, fucking get get healthy, dude, because he is such a valuable piece off this bench. But here's here's my point, bro. I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but did he really need to go on the injured list? It's a fucking shoulder muscle strain. He's not. He doesn't have to do anything but fucking run if his legs are still good. Put he can still play baseball for what the Yankees need him to do. I mean, fair point. Fair point. But I'm sure. I'm sure it's early. If it was later in the year, and they were approaching October, he's not on the IL right now. I'm telling you right now, man. Like it's it it's getting stunning that we don't even hear anything about Brett Gardner to, with the Yankees anymore. I, I talked mean, about it, him today. Uh huh. I you talked about talk him. I Brett did. Gardner? No, I talked yeah. about him. Okay, I did. I said uh, it's such a shame. Yeah, like yeah. no one, no one even. It's like he didn't exist. Look, uh, he can't do what Tim LaCastro can do. And this is, you were a big critic of this, and it's fair because I agree with it too. Brett Gardner was fast, but he wasn't a base stealer. Right. That was my biggest thing was for a while, before Gardner really established himself as as a reliable guy in this lineup, his biggest, his biggest strength was his speed. And he would get on base and he just wouldn't, know how to steal bases effectively. Okay, yep. I think the Yankees definitely discouraged him from doing it more. They were, you know, they're a team, they're an organization that doesn't fully believe in in stealing a base at any time that you can. It's got to be the perfect situation. But right. but man, he was so fast and like would never get get his timing down. Uh, it's like he could not it, it it's an art in reading the picture and the move home right. and all that shit. He could never, it seemed like he could never figure it out because it, it, he'd be on fuck. He, he, either he'd lead off with a hit, a walk, or, you know, whoever would, and then he'd be pinch running. And then by the time he grew the balls, I guess you could say to steal, there's two outs in the inning. Yeah, it's like, right. What's the point exactly. Then? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Rasan Thompson, thanks, man. He left us a uh, super chat here. He said, we all owe Nasty Nestor an apology. No one on this platform thought he would pitch this way. Love you guys. See y'all on June 25th. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for getting your tickets for the event. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we said it at the at the start of the show here for sure. I mean, the the dude in my mind, if he has a bad outing or two, even if it's consecutive, 
to, for us at this point to jump back on the the whole he's not a starter, he's not legit, wouldn't be fair. I think he's established himself enough now and uh, deserves the credit that he's a he's, guy. Yeah. He's a guy that's that that you can rely on to be extremely effective. Uh huh. He's effective. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, well, who else was very effective uh, was Garrett Cole yesterday. His Ooh. third straight uh, strong outing. Uh, he goes six and a third. He gives up the home run to Cole Calhoun late uh, in the seventh inning there. Uh, now, oh, you guys are so negative. Well, fuck you, number one. And number two, uh, I'm going to be negative because I don't understand why Kyle had got look, it did it work out in the end? Yeah, Cole had a great game yesterday. He goes six and a third, gives up just the one run. I think he had 10 K's in the game. He was fan, he was great. He pitched like fucking Garrett Cole yesterday. Problem is for me, is why Kyle Higashoka caught him yesterday. I have a theory. I, I don't, I, you can tell it to me, but I don't care what it is. Who started behind the plate today? Trevino. Trevino did. And if they continue okay. to call him Trevino, I'm going to fucking lose it. Right. They need to clarify that. They need. They it's need not Trevino. But a lot of people call him Trevino. It's Trevino. They don't have, it doesn't have the thing. The I forget what it's called. Me the too. The Tilda line. No, it's not a Tilda. Yeah, it's it's closer than what you're thinking it is. The squiggly. Okay, so it's, you know, somebody that speaks Espanol is in the chat. I know for sure, and they could tell us that. Okay, now here's my problem. There's certain things that need to be a number one priority for this team. And getting Garrett Cole to pitch like an ace should be at the top of that list. So when Jose Trevino catches him and he's got a 12 and a third or 12 and two, whatever it was, scoreless inning streak with Trevino behind the plate, why do we deviate from that? And I get it. Sometimes it's not even the result that matters. It's the fact that the decision in the first place wasn't the right one. So it doesn't even matter to me that Cole pitched well with Higashioka because I'm already fucking annoyed that they did it in the first place. Mm. I have a theory. Uh-huh. You have a theory. Uh-huh. The Yankees wanted to give Garrett Cole and Kyle Higashioka one last time as a bat- as battery mates. Uh, before he gets field. DFA'd. Uh-huh. Before uh-huh. he gets DFA'd. And uh. that is my theory. And I'm sticking with it because mainly because it's the only justification I can come up with. This is like when you break up with somebody, yes. but you bang them one more time. You do the final the bang. You do the you the do the breakup bang. bang. You do the breakup bang. You do the goodbye that was dance. Breakup, that was their breakup bang. That's it, man. And that's last it. Dance. That's the oh, last man. dance. That's what that whole documentary is about. That's it. And and, and I think that's a legit theory, and I think you're going to see it happen sooner, sooner rather than later. Well, Ben Horvath <laughs> started a uh, uh, what do you call it a, a rehab. rehab assignment. So I mean, Chris, you might be on something, bro. I'm telling you. Uh-huh. Look, it worked in the end. I get it did work in the end. So I mean, you can't get too worked up about it. But I just don't understand why the Yankees continually need to do things when things are working, like. The Yankees got on a roll. They moved DJ LeMayu into the leadoff spot, and then they lose one game, and they're like, oh, well, you know, let's put fucking Aaron Hicks back in the leadoff spot. The guy is the biggest fucking waste of space I've ever seen on a baseball team. Like, literally, I I, I could not imagine 
myself perform. And I'm terrible at, at fucking baseball. Like, I couldn't imagine my old ass fucking being worse at baseball than Aaron Hicks. I, that's high, hyperbolic, I know. But come on. The guy is ter- he's useless. You know, I, I, do, I don't know analytics. I don't fucking care to know him, okay? All I know is that if Aaron Hicks has an above league average WRC plus, the WRC plus is absolutely fucking worthless as a stat. There's that you, I, I am going to lose my mind. I can't stand Aaron Hicks anymore. I can't look at him. I don't want to look at him anymore. He just, he needs to go. You know, Stevie Cohen bought out the $44 million left on Robbie Cano's deal. How's just got to fucking cut bait and let go. Like he, something's got to happen. He can't be a fucking Yankee for another five fucking years or whatever it is. I can't deal with it anymore. Do you know what the Yankees record is with DJ LeMayu as, as a leadoff hitter? Probably 13 and one. 11 and 2. Okay. Well, I, I was close. 11 and 2. And when they finally committed to him being the leadoff hitter was actually the start of the 11 game winning streak. Okay, so there you go. Okay. So, look, could that be coincidence? Sure. But okay. I don't know, man. Right. The, the offense was rolling much better than it was in, in the very beginning of the season. So, yeah, right. You lose one game, and you're like, "Oh, well, let's put Aaron Hicks." No, right. Why, you you lost one game. Just go back to what was working before you lose fucking ten in a row. I can't. Aaron Hicks is so. I, I just now that Luke Voigt is gone, I have nobody else to distract me from how much I fucking hate Aaron Hicks. Yeah, and it's it's so bad, like. You've seen the Yankees change big time from when we grew up. Obviously, after George died, whatever they're much more conservative with who they're who they're uh, getting in free agency and who they're trading and whatever. But another big thing we can talk about ever since the signing of uh, ever since they got Aaron Boone and hired him as the manager, this like this like urge to be creative and cute all the time, of like maybe this will work better. And you and it would be a different story if things just weren't working, but they do it even when things are working really well, and that's very frustrating. Right, that's what pissed me off about the Higgy starting uh, behind a play for Cole yesterday. Is right, like Trevino was working. Now look, he's Garrett Cole. You're paying this guy thirty six million dollars a year to be one of the two or three best pitchers in the whole entire league. He should be able to catch. Uh, the fucking fat kid from the Sandlot should be able to catch him and he should be able to go out there and pitch a fucking gem. Okay. But again, if something is working, you, you don't mess with it. Yeah. They, they can, they continually do that. Like we're going to see it. Like somebody's going to get hot and then they're not going to be batting in their, their usual spot. Well, you know, judge will get, you know, judges hit in second. He hits eight home runs in a week. Oh, it's bad in third now. It's just it's just typical Yankees. Well, how many times have we said it? Like, when uh, Glaber Torres started to really struggle after a couple seasons ago, he would finally get on, like, get hot and start hitting the ball down in, like, the seven, seven spot. And then what would the Yankees do after he really started to get on a roll? Bat him, They'd bat, bat him, him third. third. And it was like, mm-hmm. why are we, as people sitting behind the television who have nothing to do with with managing this team we are we've been fans our whole lives 
How come we can sit there and say, guys, this is a bad idea? Who is it? Like, who is in that room that can't stand up and just say, guys, maybe this isn't a good idea? He's doing well where he is. And it seems like after the last 10 times we've tried this, that when we put him up in the top of the order, maybe the pressure gets to him. Maybe he's not seeing as many good pitches because pitchers are trying to, you know, really work work him with better pitches. Who knows? Maybe it's just not working out. Maybe we should just leave him alone. Why is that so hard? Why? Why do it's we hard. continue to do... It's not just that they they do the creative and cute things when they don't have to. It's that the ones that they do try that don't work, they don't learn from their mistakes. And it's like... I, I feel like that's not happening as much this year. I feel like they are a little more... Mm. Uh, they do have their finger on the pulse of this team a little more, Aaron Boone and I guess Brian Cashman. But it's still very frustrating. Leave them alone. DJ needs to be the leadoff hitter on this team. And please, dear God, if you're going to if you're going to feel like he shouldn't be the leadoff hitter, anyone but Aaron Hicks. Anyone but Aaron Hicks, please. That's the least you could do. He can't be. I don't even want him in the lineup every day anymore. He's got to go. I agree, man. He look. I I will sit here and say this. Do I? I hate the guy. I can't stand him as a as a player. And I hate. I hate that I feel that way about a New York Yankee. I really do. But when he was when he was playing well, it was still difficult for me to support him, which is something I've never really felt about a Yankee before. And now that he's coming back down to being Aaron Hicks, it's like, okay, when is enough enough? Like, when is this going? When is this? When are we going to cut ties here? Because Florio's mm-hmm. swing the other day, by the way, he got a hold of one one of those balls, yeah. and I, Banner. yeah, and I realized like his swing, man, is could be deadly. I, he's not ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not ready. It's wild. I'll tell you one. Do you want to know when the Aaron Hicks experiment is over? Yeah, tell me when. Uh, twenty twenty five. That's fucking crazy, man. You're right, man. It's not going anywhere. It's crazy. Look, we sat here. I mean, how it was back in 2019, right? I think that was when the the uh, extension took place. We were doing the show. We said, "Hey, that's a good deal. You're getting this guy for his what his supposed production was supposed to be. You know, for ten million dollars a year, it was a it was a solid contract. But now." We've seen him not stay healthy. When he, he's had one good year. I think it was, what, 2018 it was, that he stayed healthy. He hit around 30 home runs. You know, he looked like a good baseball player. But ever since then, he's just not been good. And I can't, I can't watch him anymore. It's just gotten to the point where it, it's, it's just too much. And I'm not rooting for the guy to fail because that's fucking stupid. No. I want him to fucking come up there and hit a home run or get on base every time he comes to the plate because he plays for the Yankees. Obviously, I want the Yankees to win, but I, I, I there's just too many dead spots in this lineup now. Honestly, there are. Like That's why Like I have, as much as this winning streak and that, you know, it was nice and they were scoring runs. Now, you even though they, they won the series, now you start seeing the warts are back again that they're not scoring runs and it's it's you have you look at it and you're like okay Lemayu's cooled off Judge's 
cooled off. Rizzo's, you know, he had to hit today, but he's been ice cold. You know, if those three guys are not hitting, and Stan, Stan's come up with some big hits, but he's not had that scorching hot Stanton streak yet. He was close. So if, if you're it, not getting production out of those four guys, where are you generating runs from? Because uh, Gleyber Torres, yeah, he, he comes. It seems like the only time Gleyber Torres ever gets a hit is in a big spot, which is good. But what happens mm-hmm. to the other three at-bats in a mm-hmm. game? You know, uh, Joey Gallo is fucking – he's another one. I, he, I, he's got to go. I know he's, he's a free agent at the end of the year, but the Yankees have to figure something out and get him off this fucking team because he's, he's, he's a fucking waste, Joey Gallo. Yeah. Um, Aaron Hicks is terrible, okay? IKF was hot, and now he's back to being – fucking IKF who is a light hitting shortstop and you're getting absolutely nothing, nothing out of your catching position. So the Yankees need, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to say that a team that hits a 20 win mark first in their league is a bad team, but they're not a good offensive team. They're just not. No. And, and the more we start to see, you know, an 11 game winning streak out of the gate, uh, the first team to 20 wins, 20 and eight record. You start to say to yourself, this team pitching wise right now can be legit. So you still want to, you still want to dissect the offense here and, and try not to get too distracted by the way they've played so far. You got to look at it. This is a long season. And we've, we've watched this movie before, right? We know this script. We know how it goes. The Yankees are the most frustrating team in the world when their offense plays this way. So being that we have seen now how talented this team could be, we need to take it seriously and say they could be and should be a playoff team. They could win a World Series, but they can't do it with these holes in the lineup. Just look at the last week of games, right? You go up to Toronto, you hold that offense to two runs, that shouldn't be a loss, and it was. Yep. You should not have to scrape the skin of your teeth to get two wins against the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to tell me they were 10-8 games, but they weren't. They were 2-1, nothing games. And you scored two runs in the other game at home. This is what scare, still scares me about this team is that once you get past one through four, and especially if those guys are not hot, which they're really not right now, where are you generating the offense from? Nobody has been able to to pick it. I know it's tw- you know, 28, but where do you see it coming from? No. You go, LeMay, you judge Rizzo Stan. Fine, you want those are your top four. I love them as my top four. But past that, where do you see the offense coming from? Do you see a big resurgence from Joey Gallons? The rest of the year? No, I really don't. I hope I'm wrong. But I got to say, if anything was exposed most this this past series, it's how much of a difference Aaron Judge makes in this lineup when he's when he's hitting the way he should be. Because how many big spots did he come up in where yeah. he could have really opened up the game and he wasn't able to? It was today, dude. It was, what, sixth inning? The bases loaded one out. He, he's, he misses about- two... Fastballs that he should have hit. Oh uh, yeah, into fucking. How orbit. about game two uh, yesterday? I mean, it was four two, I believe. Yeah, and he hits a soft fly ball to center field. 
Yeah, he. I mean, he just got under it. He he just missed it, but but still, I mean, how many times does this guy come up in big spots? And him him playing the way we know he can, which I have no no doubt about him. He'll be fine. He's a big factor too. So when Aaron Judge, on top of all those holes at the bottom of the lineup, when he's specifically not performing at the top, it's even worse. It's it's even worse. You, you know, can the, say that about you can say that about pretty much every team, though. Yeah, you can absolutely. It's not their best players performing. Their best players, of course, of, struggle. Of course, but, but now the thing is, is when is when they all don't perform at the same time, and that's something that we've seen with the Yankees, where when they slump, they slump together, which is bad. Well, that's my my point of bringing it up. Is you're right. Any team where their best player is not performing is going to struggle, but. My point is the Yankees can sustain some of these holes if specifically Aaron Judge is playing like Aaron Judge because he came up plenty of spots where the Yankees put, could have put a, a you know a lot of runs across the board but yeah you know it it's very it's frustrating when they're only scoring one run just watching those games especially when Nestor Cortez is starting a fucking no-hitter in the 8th inning and I want to, before I get into some, before we continue down this path, I want to go back to Garrett Cole before I completely forget about it. Um, he was over 100 pitches after sixth inning yesterday, and I thought he was done. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back out. Yep. And I was like, I was like, wow, Aaron Boone is trusting his ace. And I fucking love it. I absolutely love it. I, to me, again, it's like, I, I want it's it's the decision more so than the result. Just like I didn't like Higgy starting, so the result of the the well pitched game it doesn't really matter to me because I don't like the, the the decision, right? Right. Cole Calhoun hitting that home run off of Cole in the seventh inning. Yeah, it's not how you want to end the 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 outing for Cole, but the fact that he still wanted the ball. And boom, let him get the ball. That's what you want to see out of your ace, and that's what you want to see your how your man. That's how you want to see your manager treat your ace as well. And I think it speaks volumes to what we said was Garrett Cole's issue, and that was his his you know him believing in himself and knowing he's still that ace out there. I think that Aaron Boone is comfortable now to a point where even if he gives up that home run, he still thinks Cole is on the on the right track to to the SMD tour that Christian, you know, yeah. has He's been talking about. So it's a great sign. You're no, seeing a lot of examples too of, of them having like a, a, a good rapport with Boone, the players where they're, mm. they're really trusting one another players. With, with, with Cole. That's got to be a nice step in the right direction. Then you had Aaron judge a few games ago, with Boone getting ejected, defending him over a terrible Strike, strike calls. So it's good to see them that they're having and they have they have a nice, mm-hmm. uh, nice uh, rapport with one another. It's, I mean, it's important, like, right? I mean, yeah. They clearly, I mean, clearly they're they're playing. You know, they they they're showing some sort of respect for Boone. That's, look, that's you know, you don't you don't do that with everybody. You know, if Jordan Montgomery. If you're set on taking him out of the game, you don't let Jordan Montgomery talk you into staying into the game. But Garrett Cole. He has that that gravitas, man. He's the fucking ace. He's the leader of this team. He's mm-hmm. the horse. 
So if he wants the fucking ball, you give him the ball. And I know people were coming at me yesterday like, well, if you want the ball, you better not give up that fucking home run. Okay, fine. That's fair, I guess. But at the same time, you're Garrett Cole. You should want the fucking ball. Yeah. And I'm glad that he and I'm glad that he went out there and he said that to Boone. No, I want the ball. Give me the ball. And I'm and I respect Boone. I know we have our problems with Boone, but I respect the fact that he was like, you know what? You want to go? Go. Here's the ball, Garrett. Go and do your thing. And he got beat. He got, you know, it was a home run. We talked about this. Even if Garrett Cole's throwing the game of his life, he's gonna if he's bound to give up a fucking home run. Fastball pitchers or five ball pitchers in that ballpark are gonna be subject to home runs. It's just whether or not he's got guys on base and it was a solo home run. And to be honest with you, it shouldn't have really even fucking mattered if the Yankees offense was anywhere to be found yesterday. Yeah, and I gotta say something about Boone too. If you just quickly go through the timeline. Even when this whole entire fan base was against Boone, we defended him and and we kind of broke down where he started to falter. And that was when the heart stuff happened, when COVID hit, we saw a different Aaron Boone. We didn't see the same intensity. We didn't see his presence like we were used to the two years prior. And I wanted to make this point today because I said it the other day. Well, he's he's got five boosters now. Okay? He's got so he's, he's okay got with... he just took his fifth booster. Okay, and I actually feel like he's the old Aaron Boone again that was here, and he's, I and I was yeah. confident in. You see a little bit. You do see that side of him more so than you had in the previous two seasons. I will agree with that. That he seems to be more like the Aaron Boone previous to the COVID. Right. Uh, I'm shocked he didn't get tossed today. I really am. I know that. He was uh, barking. Oh, barking. Barking. There was another low strike. I mean, what are they, I mean, uh, once I, I guess once Aaron Judge is playing for the Mets next year, they'll figure out a strike zone. I'm yeah, I'm shocked Judge and I'm shocked DJ didn't get thrown out as well. I saw DJ was barking a little bit on one of the highlights. A lot of it. Yeah. I mean, if you know, if you know. He's the first the of the year, he's nuts. I think with the home run. You know, I didn't see that. Yeah. If LeMayu's barking, then you kind of got to figure that there's something yeah. wrong there because the guy doesn't say anything. He's the most awkward dude in, in America. He's got to be one of the most awkward dudes in, in this entire country. Yeah. Okay. You got to see more of the umpires. Did you see who, who was pitching? Sorry to bring up the Mets, but an umpire missed the call, blatantly missed the strike three call. And at the end of the inning, as the pitcher, I, it might have been, I don't know who it was, but he was going back to the dugout. The umpire pointed to his chest like, that was on me. That was a bad call. So, like to see that accountability. Of course, he was afraid Max Scherzer was going to eat his fucking yeah. soul. I, I was. Well, I don't think it was Max Scherzer, but yeah, all from the dugout. I was actually going to oh, say props to the to the umpire today for not having such a quick hook on Boone because any other umpire ejects him immediately. Uh-huh. Yeah, umpire. He, he, he gets ejected. Uh huh. Ejected. Right. Okay. Okay. Injected. So, okay. So. A lot of people were saying uh, off season that this team had a top five pitching staff, and I personally didn't see it. But the way this team has gotten out of the gate, I mean, can you argue with that statement right now? There's still things that need to be worked out. I still don't trust Sevy over over the course of the season. Uh, the Yankees got to take the fucking training wheels off of Tyone. Too. Yeah. I mean, you got you got to let him go, man. Let I mean, him, what are you yeah, holding back? I mean, if he's gonna get if he's gonna get hurt, he's gonna get hurt. I mean, it's not really your problem if you think about it, because he's a free agent at the end of the year. But you need yeah. this guy to be able to be a, another horse for you, you know. 
But right now, I mean, it, it, Matt Blake is is a fucking wizard right now. I mean, whatever he's doing is really is really working. And if Garrett Cole is going to be Garrett Cole, I mean, this is going to right now. This looks like a very good staff. I really still think they should be in the market for some starting pitching help uh, if it comes up. But I mean, right now it it looks pretty good. Things are all looking pretty good. Yeah, and I think I I like where Tyone has sat to start this season kind of kind of under the radar. But when you look at his numbers, he's actually off to a phenomenal start. You couldn't ask for anything more from him right now. I think he's got a 287 ERA. Um he's been showing up every fifth day and he looks like he's on a path to getting better each and every time he goes out there. So I think Tyone could actually be the dark horse, the sleeper pick to turn it to the next gear and, and actually fight for that number two spot. I really do. I would say this. I'm more confident in Tyone doing it than Seve, even though Seve's looked great. I don't like the back-to-back kind of shaky starts from him where he's been giving up runs, it scares me because you never know what he's what's going on with him. Well, you've already seen what the Yankees uh, are planning on doing with him because he should have started one of these games in against Texas. If they would have yeah. played, if there was no rainouts, he would have gotten a game. But the Yankees used it as an opportunity to push him back a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, skip him. So that, that, because he I should, think that says Cortez, a lot too. Cortez should not have pitched today. No, if they were staying in rotation. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, again, I think Sevy deserves a little more than that from me and from the fans because he. I don't think he. Honestly, I don't think he deserves anything. If we're being fair about it, yeah, no. Look, in in, if I'm talking long term, maybe not, but he's been really good in in a couple of his starts this year, where clearly he still has what it takes. My biggest concern with him is him not being completely transparent with what he's feeling in his body in because he's so fed up with being injured that I just hope he doesn't try to fight through something without speaking up. We've seen the Yankees do that too many times. And I just I just hope if he's feeling something in that fucking arm or whatever and his groin that he says something about it and if he has to go back on the IL I mean, I give up on him long term, but clearly he still has what it takes when he's healthy to be extremely effective, and this team's going to need that down down the stretch. Are they? Yeah, I think so. I mean, how could you not want that? Did you not see the guy's first couple starts? No, I did, but I mean, if you're if the Yankees can actually put themselves in a position where he could be their fifth starter. How about a piggyback guy? What do you mean? You want him you want an opener? Not an opener, okay. How about a guy who okay, maybe piggyback's not the not the best term for that. How about a guy out of the bullpen in the post in the postseason that can throw as effectively as he's proven he can still throw? Yeah, of course. Severino here. Severino, yeah. If anyone yeah, if anyone profiles as a reliever in the postseason in this rotation, I'd I'd say it'd be him. For sure. I mean, I know Chris hates the guy, but uh, fucking Jordan Montgomery, dude, he should sue the Yankees for fucking support, man. I mean, 
How many more games does this guy have to go six innings, two runs, and and take a loss because his team doesn't score for him? Yeah, it's crazy. He's he's again just picked up where he left off last year, man. This guy, he's another guy that I think kind of deserves that next level of credit. Of, I think he's. I think next year is his walk year. Honestly, you know the Yankees—they don't do anything that they're supposed to do. But this is a guy they should try to lock up for the next four or five years. Good luck. I think, Good luck with uh, Scott Boris as his agent. Uh-huh. Yeah, forget it. He's getting ace. I'll, he'll get ace money. Yeah, probably. I'll talk to, I, I'll talk to Scott Boris. Don't you worry about. Well, that. listen. If Jordan I'll Montgomery, if Jordan Montgomery gives me one more big time outing, whether it be a postseason start or just a late in the season big start for a division push for you know a chance to win the ALE, something like that, and he comes out and he's dominant like he's been in those big starts the last couple of years, I'm I'm giving him the money, man. I'm keeping him on my team for sure. You're going to give him Garrett Cole money? I'll give him Garrett Cole money, bro. Okay. okay. You're going to give him, You hate the guy. You're going to give him $36 million a year. Yeah, fuck oh, it. Sir. Fuck it. We're not, giving it to, we're not giving it to anyone else, right? Yeah, well, I'd rather no. give it to him than Donaldson. I did. I didn't even mention Josh Donaldson when I was rattling off people that are underperforming or not performing yeah. at all. I mean, this has been a oh. fucking disaster, Josh Donaldson. I mean, is the guy washed? I mean, honestly, is he fucking washed at this point? I know he's he's thirty. What thirty six? He, he's 37. he's had a couple couple injuries. Uh, I mean, if he's washed, Brian Cashman needs to, that's a, just another check mark there. You got to say Brian Cashman's got to go. They, you, you took on this dude's contract and he's not even performing at a, at a, at a, at a level that you'd expect out of a fucking, uh, out of, out of a 4A player, let alone a guy that would, that you, you'd expect to perform at a certain, at a close to all-star level. The problem I mean, is he, he's definitely not going anywhere because think of the, Think of the weight on that on that move he made. Not only did he take on what fifty million dollars of his contract, uh-huh, uh-huh. he he also dealt a a guy who the fans loved in Gio Urshela. Okay, it it evened itself out because he also got rid of the most hated Yankee of all time in oh, Gary Sanchez. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. more importantly, that move allowed the Twins to have the payroll to go out and get the guy the Yankees really should have gotten in Carlos Correa, in my opinion. So there's so much surrounding that deal that Brian Cashman, we know how he operates, will never concede that right. it was that's that it was a I, failure. Yeah, that's why I was I'm still sitting here shocked that he traded Gary Sanchez, that he actually pulled the plug on that and said that I that this isn't going to work. That's why he didn't trade Glaber Torres. Like you know, he lets his ego get in the way of certain things that that could possibly help the team. It's just that if Josh Donaldson is fucking washed up, the Yankees that's a big hole in their lineup. This guy was this guy was brought here to be a middle of the order guy, a guy that can drive in potentially a hundred runs. I mean, he's not even good. He might not even drive in forty this year the way he's playing right now. Well, I said it before the season started, yeah. and and I prefaced it with saying I hope I was wrong again, but I just I wanted him to be good. I started to like him immediately when he 
came here. He was a Yankee. He was my guy. Yeah, and then you found out that him and his kid and Kara Cole's kid go on fucking play dates. Oh, like, no. Yeah, that's the curse. Fucking, that's the curse right there. Amy got her hooks in on Josh Yeah, Collins. that's not good. That's not good. But I said, I just don't see him panning out. I don't see Josh Donaldson being as productive as we needed him to be. Again, it's still so early in the season, man. It can change. Yeah, it can change. I also could see him being somebody who might have a sluggish regular season, but then being having a big moment. What if he just beat? You know what I want to see him do? I want to see him fucking punch Flag Grill in the face tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind mind that. Actually, right. That's a great. Honestly. What were you going to say? You're going to compliment. No, you're going to compliment. I was just going to say, that's a good point though. Like I could see Donaldson being the guy that shits the bed all year, but come October, he's the guy who fucking shows up with the intensity that this team needs. Right. And and maybe has a couple big moments. Yeah, that, that, that could happen. I forget what I was going to say. I forget. It doesn't matter. You got a compliment, bro. So that's all that matters. Oh, that's all I'm thinking about right now. I'm, I'm on that compliment high. All right. So, um, okay. So we back to what we were talking about here, all the dead spots in the lineup here. I ran this poll earlier today. It says the Yankees are the first American League team to hit 20 wins in 2022. But if you can improve one specific uh, position on the team, what would it be? I listed uh, four uh, positions, catcher, center field, left field and shortstop and uh, center field one with 41% uh, catcher at 32% left field at 22% and then shortstop at 5%. Um, yeah. For me, for me, dog. Yeah. Come <laughs> on, in it to win it. It's definitely fucking center field. I mean, yeah, I would, I, there's a yeah. very, there's a very simple fix for this too. And it doesn't even require going outside the organization. You call up Estevan Florial. If you don't want to play him every day, he plays three games a week in center. Judge plays three games a week in center field. Okay? And then then that's how you get Stanton in the outfield three days a week. And you just move him around. I mean, unfortunately, that means you're going to be stuck with Joey Gallon left in it. But that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make if it means that Aaron Hicks is no longer an everyday player for this team. He, to me, if the Yankees can improve one specific area on this team, it's got to be center field. The Yankees have a long history of, of elite, legendary center fielders. Think of all the guys that have patrolled center field for the Yankees. Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle. Bernie Williams, and now fucking Aaron Hicks. Are you shitting me, bro? You want to talk about fucking people rolling over in their grave? Imagine Mickey Mantle fucking woke up from from his death, and he was like, you mean to tell me you guys are playing Aaron Hicks in my position? That's supposed to be. (laughs) Mickey Mantle for cross side. Nah, you can't have it, man. You can't have it. That That was a good poll. Great solid Paul. Yeah. Look, at this point, it's like, okay, Yank- what's the Yankees' excuse for not playing Florio? What's it been for, for the last uh, decade and a half? What's he's, not, he's not ready. He's not ready, right? Okay. Ready. I'm ready now for you to prove to me that he's not ready. Prove to me he's not ready. Show me. Please. Because you haven't provided any reasoning behind why you feel he's not ready. The guy has been in the minor leagues, it feels like, for 10 years, uh, being talked about as a, as a top prospect. And when he comes up here, he actually looks like he 
can be a legitimate Major League Baseball player. If you gave him a run, he is not. I mean, we have not seen him get an extended run here. No. But from what we've seen, it he's he's shown enough where you say if this guy can get 10, 15, 20 games to just play, maybe we'll have something. Here. Exactly. So so prove to me he's not ready. And if he's not ready after all this time, please just get rid of him. Get rid of him. I don't care what you get yeah. for him. Just get rid of him. I don't want to right. talk about him anymore then. If he's not ready right. after all this time, like you claim, why even keep him here anymore? What, so he can just rot away and really not not prove anything to us? No, I'm, I'm ready to be at a point where prove to me then that he's not ready. Zach Brownish, our boy, just gave us a super, super chat. Thanks, Zach. Super He super said, chat. Uh, MIY uh-huh. News TV to the moon. Can't to the wait moon. to see you all up top. Thanks, my man. Uh-huh. And, and I believe you're coming June 25th. So, so, so Chris, what was your to pick? You there. Oh, it, it wasn't even it wasn't even close to me for me. Because looking at when the poll first started, it looked like catcher was the was the early pick, and that that one to me is the one that if you're not giving it a lot of thought, you might choose catcher because they don't they don't really have an offensive guy. But the more you think about it, man you're seeing how much Gary Sanchez might've been really hurting this team in all those different areas of the game, because you're seeing an, uh, an impressive pitching staff. You're seeing a much better defensive team and you're seeing a better offensive team. And I think a lot of that ties into what Gary Sanchez was holding back. He, he was coming up in big spots as an, uh, as a, as a hitter and you're, you're expecting him to do something and he's not coming through the pitching staff. Couldn't throw to him. Guys like Clay Holmes throwing a 98 mile an hour sinker, we're probably not fully confident in throwing those pitches. Uh, and then look at the defense. Look at how much better they look and more sound they look defensively. So I can't say they need an, a catcher right now. I think that position, they're they're showing they need to stick with a defensive mind behind home plate going forward for this team and, and supplement the offense that you're going to miss in other areas like the outfield, especially. Cool. You know, I was thinking left field or center field. Um, I want to keep giving Gallo a shot. He's, he's a power if he wasn't lefty. a lefty, I'd I'd yeah. say he's done. You know, and Hicks, I I I don't hate Hicks. I I like that he's a switch hitter, but what they need in this lineup, in one of those two positions, is someone to make up for the lack of offense coming from the catcher's position in other areas, and that's not going to happen from Hicks. And there's guys out there that they might be able to get. You know, who I'm looking at right now is fucking Trey Mancini. I know he's not a center fielder, but he's an outfielder. Hit up the Orioles. See if they're willing to to make a deal for Trey Mancini right now. That's a guy that's definitely going to be moved at the offseason. Well, at the deadline. I made this you point. You weren't here last. Okay. What were you going to say? I was said Ryan wasn't here last week, but I was. I wanted the Yankees to acquire Andrew Benintendi last year. I think Benintendi, he would be a good, great. He would, would be, be a good fit one. for the Yankee for Yankee Stadium. Um, I 100%. made this point when the Yankees uh, initially traded Gary Sanchez that. And then they signed, you know, they got IKF here and all that. And I said, uh-huh. I feel like IKF. there's there's too many. Okay. There's too many guys that are defensive guys now. Where you're yeah, right. You're you need to supplement those guys for for guys that can hit. And here's why they don't have to upgrade on catcher. Because other than Trevino having a couple big moments where he, you know, scored some runs in some big spots. When they went on that 11-game winning streak, the catch the catcher could have taken an automatic out in, in, in the lineup. It didn't matter. 
Jets. We didn't mm-hmm. need them there. We didn't need them. We weren't relying on them. We know who we're relying on in this lineup. And it, and it's always great, obviously, when the bottom of the lineup comes through. It's extremely important. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me that that as my, my catcher is going to be completely non-existent, fine. Because we can sustain that. We scored a lot of runs. The Yankees scored a lot of runs over the last couple of weeks. It, but, yeah. but when you have Aaron Hicks come back now, and you're not only starting him in center field every day, but then you're flirting with the idea again of leading him off, you are exposing such a huge weakness at the top of the lineup that is that then it becomes a, a situation that you can't sustain anymore. You can't keep throwing rolling him out there at the top of this lineup. Especially when right. the, the nine hitter is non-existent, and you can't knock him down the lineup at that point if that's what you're establishing. Because what's that going to show? It's just they got to get rid of him. Yeah. Well, here's uh, the thing: I'm I'm in agreement that you can live with the, the catching being this bad offensively if they're helping the pitchers, and the staff is going to pitch to this this type of uh, level that they've been pitching at, right? But you got to give me the offense somewhere else, right? The Yankees did not improve anywhere offensively in the offseason to say, well, if you want to go defensive, you you want to go strict defense behind the plate. Where did you get better offensively? And they didn't get better anywhere offensively. You know that's why people are like, oh, Carlos Correa is not worth this. And this guy, no, but these guys are threats in the lineup. You cannot go out there and have five guys that are that are basically automatic outs and two of them that are like, oh, this guy's a defensive guy. No, you need, you still need to have run producers. That's how you win baseball games, scoring runs. I understand the Yankees don't give up a lot of runs, but at the same time, do you, do you want your pitching staff stressed the fuck out every day? I don't. No matter how good they are, these are these are stressful. Look, the Yankees can go out there and have their starters go out there and pitch to a two-three ERA every night. You know, be great. But they, when do they ever feel relaxed on the mound? No, that's the problem. That's the problem. It's look, the Yankees' primary strategy to win is to make it a game of of the bullpen. Right, you get to the bullpens. They just want if to you be have tied a, after six. Right. Right. And so that was always my argument with Gary Sanchez and getting a defensive guy in here, which is a great upgrade. I'm not saying that. Look, I'm I'm with you, right? I think defensively, it, I'd rather have a defensive catcher at this point for sure. But my argument with, you know, someone can come back and say, you know, yeah, you're talking about Higgy not hitting the ball, but Gary Sanchez didn't either the last couple of years. Fine. Fair enough. Right. But it, but we talk about getting to the bullpen, and what does that take? High-intensity pitch, pitches. I don't care if, IK, if uh, Higashioka and Sanchez both suck at the plate. If you're a pitcher in Major League Baseball, which guy do you feel like you're throwing more high-intensity pitches to? Gary uh-huh. Sanchez, who can hit the ball 600 feet on a good day, or Kyle Higashioka, who just doesn't have the same profile? You're at least getting that from Gary Sanchez, which is not good enough. I'm not fighting for him to still be here. But my point is, fine, we're conceding the the to to have a defensive catcher, to be an automatic out, fine. 
but you got to give me more guys in this lineup who can consistently put the ball in play. And I'm not trying to be negative, dude. This fucking team looks great. They're 20 and 8. We're a better defensive team than they and were. And they're a much, much yeah. better defensive team. That's I think that's helping them a lot when some in winning some of these games is that they're much better defensively. Uh, you know, oh Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt fucking sucks. Okay. I'm so happy he's gone. We got a full year of Anthony Rizzo. Uh it's night and day, dude. I mean, like you could just see that. That play, did you see that play with him and Cole yesterday? Unbelievable. You think you think Luke Voigt makes that fucking play? Yeah, Yankees, if Luke nice. Voigt's the first baseman, the Yankees probably lose that game yesterday because they don't make the play, and then Cole probably gives up a home run. You know, it's just we've seen that shit spiral out of control before, but because you have a competent first baseman out there, and yeah, you want to say, okay, you even want me to concede IKF as a guy that's going to make all the plays and we can live with the fact that he's not literally will not hit a home run this year? Fine. Where is the offense coming from? It has to come from somewhere. You can't have all these guys that don't hit in this lineup and then tell me that this team is going to score enough runs to win a championship. Yeah, because... And that's what that still continues to be what my problem is with this team. I don't see where the offense is coming from for them to really to make me feel that they're going to go to the next level this year. Because you, you, have, to, you have to figure, right, again... Not being negative, you want to take what we've seen so far. The Yankees are twenty and eight; they're the best team in baseball. That is amazing. Uh, the Mets are, okay, okay. The Mets are. Okay. Are they? They have a better winning percentage now. Oh, uh, we well, we have we have to say that, okay? Oh, okay. Have, because then people will get triggered. All okay. right, okay. It's the Mets, okay. Um, so I'm not sitting here trying to say like, oh, we need to worry about shit. That's no, we not, do need to worry about shit. But but you. This is also a very, very, very long season with a lot of ups, a lot of downs, okay? And we have to prepare for those. And from what we saw now over the last few games, it's that when this team isn't in sync at, at the plate, it's a very, very lethargic offense. And you, in the long run, can't always depend on the pitchers to throw shutouts, or to only no. give up one run. Like no. that's going to change. And then oh. and then beyond that, when you get into the playoffs, you're facing the best pitching in the in the league. And you need to figure out ways to get on base. One thing I will say about the Yankees so far is that regardless of some, you know, at bats that resulted in outs when you thought maybe there was a couple good pitches they could have hit, the Yankees have been extremely patient at the plate. And I like their approach much more than I have in the last handful of years. Okay. So I think that's a good sign for sure. So you hate Marcus Timms? I, agree with okay. that. I actually Marcus love Tim. Marcus Timms. I just don't think he was a good. I don't think he was uh -huh. a good uh, batting. All right. So we got a few. We got a few comments to read on the poll here. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let me put my phone down. Uh huh. All right. Here we go. Uh, Joe, our boy Joe, time is Bill Maddox says Gallo is a hole in the lineup, a strikeout waiting to happen. If he were hitting home runs and walking more consistently, it wouldn't be that bad, but he isn't even doing those things. His approach at the plate is horrendous to him, I say, and he has a gift of the drop. <laughs> Do you know the drop? No. Yeah. Come on, Chris. Oh, 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 Chris, get the fuck get out. The Ari Gold. Yeah, yeah, got it. Got it. All right. Uh, That's hilarious. I so thought you meant to our, drop him. Okay. Uh -huh, uh -huh, our, our 
our teammate here, Francis Lee, wants to wants to wants to get in on the action here. He says, "I get it. We're not getting offense from the catcher's position, but what those two have done on the other side of the ball is more valuable." to a yep. championship team, which is fair. And I, we just talked about that. If yep. that's what you're getting, then we have no problem with that. And then he says, Hicks, however, I don't know, man. The guy's been an <laughs> automatic out with runners in scoring uh, position, but then there's Gallo. You need to upgrade one of those. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's just <laughs> there's too many. Like, if you want to, again, concede the shortstop position to, to just defense, catcher, fine. But then you can't have two outfield positions that are also automatic yeah. outs. It just doesn't yeah. work. And thank God Glaber Torres has come up in big spots because yeah. if he if he wasn't, then he's proven over the last couple of years that he's an automatic out too. And the Yankees are playing him a lot. And then okay, you got Josh so, Donaldson who's not hitting too. So right, it just keeps um, adding up. Yeah, Josh Donaldson. Okay. And then Ronnie here thinks that we speak Spanish. We don't. Okay. So okay. Can you hit translate tweet? Okay. okay. I okay. did. And it, it, it doesn't translate. So um, maybe. Translate. No, I'm uh, and, no. Then, and then and then Mike here is like, make a move for Juan Soto. Yeah. Because that's just oh, that fucking right, easy. Right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, uh, because there was just an article released yesterday about how bad Jason Dominguez has been. Okay, so that's fucking fantastic. How about Volpe? And Anthony and Volpe's been pretty shitty in Double A. <laughs> so again, I mean, we don't we don't have to go deep down this road here, but mm. when people were ripping me last year when I said that I was going to that if I had the opportunity to trade Dominguez to rent Max Scherzer for a playoff run, that I, I would that. do it, and people. We both said it, okay. I started it. Okay. Who had it first? Okay. I did. Okay. Uh, okay, he had it first. Okay. That we would do it. People thought we were fucking nuts and wanted to fight us, but and Ryan's petting his his uh his pussy. His pussy. <laughs> okay. So this is why. When you're a team in a championship window, you don't hold back for prospects. You were, the kid was 16 years old, never played professional baseball. He's next Mickey Mantle. Which, now, which dude, just because he's off to a bad start, and we're not saying we're giving up. All no, we're saying no, is. No, he's done. No, he's not done. Yes, he's done because what? This is the Yankees. Okay, this is the Yankees. True. If, it, if either of those guys fail. It's not even their fault anymore. It's the Yankee organization because I can't... If you just go back and you look at the evidence of all the top prospects this team has had in the last... Since 2016. Every single... It, it's, not, it's almost not even possible for all of these guys not to pan out the way they were supposed to. 2016, you could fucking... You could go back... To what, 2006, 2007 with the Jabba years and all those guys? Well, yeah, that was another stretch of, you know, the killer bees. They're top prospects of the last two decades, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, outside of Aaron Judge, who has really even come closer to our potential? No one. Okay, so. But let's... Let's not sign not let's not sign one of seven all stars. And I don't care what Simeon's doing. I don't care what Seeger's doing. Their numbers are atrocious. Carlos Correa is stories not, are, not stories has been bad as well. I mean, story's been a fucking utter disaster. But it's all again, it's not the result, it's the decision. The decision not to go after these guys because of Anthony Volpe. Oh, we got Anthony Volpe. Right. Oh. Nah, yeah. I agree. 
And again, yeah, the kid can turn it around, and he seems to be hitting a little bit better of late from what I've been able to gather. But still, you know, if you are an elite level prospect, there's somebody that should be that people think can start and take over in 2023. You don't, you don't get out of the gate slow in Double A. No, I'm sorry, you can't. And uh, we'll, we'll shout out uh, Brad Jewish. It's Jewish, okay? Not, not Jewish. Jewish, okay? Jewish, okay? He says, I can live with the production from the catcher, but Hicks has got to go ASAP. Okay. All right. Yeah, fair. Everybody hates Hicks. It, what was that show, Everybody Hates Raymond? Everybody but loves Raymond. More, everybody loves uh, Raymond. Everybody hates Chris. Okay. Everybody, everybody hates, hates Hicks. Hicks. <laughs> so, I mean. Hicks. I, I thought we were relatively f- not negative in this episode. We said very nice things about Nestor Cortez. We said that we liked Aaron Boone, uh, some of his decisions. We we were happy with Garrett Cole. It's just the offense. The offense is going to continue to be, I guess, the weak link of this team until until they do something about yeah. it. Well, yeah. just because the team's 20-8 and eight doesn't mean that you can't have your concerns moving forward. Just like... When they started, what, 9-14 and 14 last year, 11-14, and 14, we sat here on the same show. You can go back to the episodes go and back, said, okay. guys, it's only been 25 games. Relax. Is it a great start? No, it's, it sucks. Is there a lot to be concerned about? Sure. But it's still early. Same thing applies here, man. It's a great start. This team has performed. They're 20-8. and eight. You, couldn't, you can't sit here and complain about their, their results so far. But you can still be, you can still look at this and and see where it's headed, and and say that if we're going to be a serious team and continue this throughout the year, there's some shit that's gonna have to change for sure. Uh, do you like peanut butter? Um, it depends, dude. I gotta be are honest. You, are, are you creamy or chunky? I growing up creamy. always creamy, but yeah, I don't mind I figured, a good chunk here and there. Now. Like the, I figured you like the cream. I, I, I don't mind a good I chunk like, once in a I while. I like it in the fridge. I like it in the fridge. You eat it straight out of the jar, you got to put it on something. Fuck yeah, I'll eat it straight out of that jar. That's the only way to eat peanut butter. People are like, oh, I got to put it on crackers. I got, no, you, I got to say, bougie, peanut, bougie butter on, peanut butter on like apple is would be my number one way to yeah. eat peanut butter. Yeah. That would be like my number three or four. I'm just, I'm just killing time right now. I'll look something up here. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, because I had some peanut. I had some peanut butter I, I, before we we came on. Well, was it um, creamy or chunky? No, it's super chunk, dog. I don't even fuck around with chunky. I go super chunk. That's just too much chunk. Kind of throws me off a little bit. It's kind of yeah. too much going on in there. No, you got you got to love this the uh, the chunk. Okay. So the Yankees are going to uh, for the chunk. The Yankees are going to wrap up this homestand here with uh two against the. The Toronto Blue Jays, 7.05 on uh, a Tuesday. Seve's going to pitch against Kikuchi. And then um, it's a 12.35 Wednesday game. Uh, Berrios against Jameson Tyone. Okay. I was supposed to see Nestor. Uh, the Yankees are going to miss Manoa. I mean, I, I fucking hate that guy so much. Yeah, I, I don't like him. him. I don't like him. He's good. I don't like him. I don't, I don't like, like him, him though. I think he's, I, he's too good. much. He's over the top. I hate guys that are good, dominate your team, and they're pricks too. Yeah. Like, so he's got like the trifecta. 
Yeah. You're right, man. And I don't I don't want to hate Vlad Jr. because he's so fucking good, dude. I, I really he and it, you loved his dad so much. Loved too. him. I loved his dad so much. He was always one of my favorite players. It pains me to see what kind of a fucking idiot he is on the field. Really, it does. Because I don't want to hate him. I want no, him to be like, one of those guys I only think, hate because is, because he kills Bichette the Yankees. The most, does Bichette have the most punchable face in baseball? Um, no, there was someone I mean, else that I thought of. Straw has a pretty punchable face. Straw he's definitely does. Bo Bichette yeah, might fucking, too. Yeah, but he's a fucking jabroni. You know, Bo at least Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette is a good baseball player. You know, like who the fuck is Miles Straw? The whole fucking infield had a former uh, their dad. All their dads fucking yeah. played over there in yeah. Toronto. Mm-hmm. I I I like. I honestly really like Vlad Junior. Until that last play of the last series when he made that really nice scoop at first. It was a, he he celebrated a little too much, and it was kind of like, dude, all right, like you're clearly doing this because of what happened the night before. But it's it's Canada, ego. bro. It's Your Canada. Ego. It is Canada, Canada, dude. You got to celebrate a little harder up there because you don't get, so you don't got much to celebrate a, this is, about. This is going <laughs> to actually be our last live show for a few weeks because uh, the Yankees are playing uh, the next two Mondays. Their next off day is actually Memorial Day, so we'll have to figure out what we want to do for recording on Memorial Day. So uh, this is going to be our last live show. We're going to go back to Sunday night recordings, uh, so there won't there'll be premieres on Monday. They won't be live shows. Uh, and then, you know, for anybody that listens on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it'll be out Monday morning. So that's just a little preview of what's happening here. I don't know if you guys want to You guys want to go live on Memorial Day. You think that would be fun? Can I be drunk? Yeah, you can be drunk. The fuck yeah, do I care? Uh, let's, let's get fucking hammered on a pod soon. I agree. You want to do like... You want to do like a an afternoon get fucked up Memorial Day live pod? Yeah, let's do that. That could possibly happen, yeah. That could possibly happen. We have to make a drinking game. We have to make a drinking game out of it. Maybe Michael Kayism drinking game while we watch. Ooh, no, like but there's it. no game. I'm, yeah, the they don't play a Memorial Day. Memorial Day and 4th of oh, July. They're off. They're off? Like, who does that? The fuck? They say that's why they need, they, they need to get the schedule makers back. They need the fuck America. Yeah, the 95-year-olds. Okay. Yeah. So uh, after Toronto, the Yankees are going to go for four against Chicago. That's going to be a nice test for them, and then uh, we'll record White the White Sox, and then we'll we'll record after uh, after the White Sox series concludes. So that's the next time you'll hear from us. Uh, so uh, thank you very much for listening to episode two eighty one. Anybody that was in the chat, uh, anybody that stayed with us throughout the course of the show, thank you very much for watching and your support. Uh, you guys have got anything you want to say? Anything you, you, you feel like you got to get off your chest here before we say goodbye? Yeah, I just have one quick thing. One quick. Oh, uh, here we go. Oh, boy. Here it comes. You want to grow the sport, right? Like, that's all we've heard from Manfred and everyone. They want to grow right, the so sport. Takes, so, you, so, uh, so usually you take Cialis if you want to grow it. You want, yeah, you want to grow it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not right. playing hard. <laughs> um, nice. You want to grow the sport, right? You want to fucking get more people into baseball. With all your stupid, you know, ways and strategies, and then you have the Yankees not playing on Memorial Day and Fourth of July. Uh-huh. Are you fucking out of your mind? How does and that Fourth ha- of July? Yes, that's atrocious. Atrocious, atrocious. This sport is the the leaders of Major League Baseball are so. They are playing Labor Day. I checked. Okay. Wow, okay. At least yes. we didn't lose Labor Day. Well, at least we didn't lose Labor Day, right? Okay. Yeah. 
And uh, th- yeah, right. thanks for everyone for sticking yeah, around all that. night. We appreciate it. I got that. All right, so follow us at uh, NYYSC underscore podcast. Thank you very much for your continued support of the show. SGR. Go Yank. Chris, say goodbye. Peace. NYYST. This is New York. Yankee sports talk. Yep. Swinging for the fences. Knock it out the park. This is New York. Yankee sports talk. Woo. Christian and Chris. Of course, SGR. This is New York. Yankee Sports Talk, call me New York Yankee Sports Talk, record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas, NYYST You're hanging with the fellas